0: We've got Ken today. Has there anybody here that has not heard Ken speak? You probably, you people probably haven't. Anybody that's not heard Ken? You haven't? And you haven't? The, you, he beat me to it. You're the lucky ones. He's, Doc said, we're going to have a clothing giveaway. He said, oh, I don't want to be naked. So we know his humor. Before Ken comes up, Kaelin, I know you don't want to do this, but come up here. Kaylin is going to Fort Lee in Virginia for her AIT. Now that stands for advanced infantry training, but you're not going into the infantry. That's where they changed it, advanced individual training. And what are you specializing in? Supply for now, but a combat medic in the future. Combat medic in the future. Uh, eight weeks. Yep, that's what I had. But I, I had it tough, everybody. They shipped me to Colorado Springs. And I spent two years at Colorado Springs. It was just, oh, I suffered for Christ there. It was so bad. You're going to Virginia. Father, we lift up Caitlin. We thank you. We know your angels are around about her. We know you're going to take care of her. We know, we know what's planted on the inside. And we know that you're going to take what's in her and keep her going during her weak times during our hard times, Father, all of us are so weak. And if we just recognize that you are who flows through us, and you are who touches us, and you are who directs us. And, Father, let her be a light in the midst of all that craziness that's out there now. And we thank you for protection around about her. And her future is great with you, Father. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you, dear. Thank you. Yes, yes. Give her a hand. Ken went to get out of his car a few days ago, and his foot leg was asleep. Anybody ever had that? Well, when he went out and put his foot down, it didn't hold him. Well, he crashed, and when he looked down, his foot wasn't facing the way it was supposed to be facing, and they were going to take him to the hospital, and you know what his words were? I don't have time for that. (laughs) And he got up, and he limped on, and so he said, I don't think I want to go up there. I want to come down here. This is better anyway, so... Welcome, my friend, Mr. Ken Gobb.
1: Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Everybody excited? Yes. Turn and tell two people, I'm glad you're here this morning. Amen. Well, we learn a lot of things, don't we? As a kid, you know, my parents moved a lot, but it never bothered me. I was always able to find them. (laughs) Amen. My dad sold furniture, but it was out of our house. (laughs) Anyway, I'm honored to be here again today. I look forward to this. And uh, God is so good. Good things are happening, amen? Yes. I keep a lot of stuff. I uh, You should see my desk sometimes. I got a, a note here that I kept this one. It says. says, our, our prayer, high cannon barb, our prayers and love is sent to you with thanksgiving to God that he will meet every need you have. You will be happy, as we are happy as we sow into a ministry that counts. Your expenses will be met. You won't be behind. You will have every need met every day. Yes. Boy, that is good, isn't it? Yes. And then it said, love, Pastor Ron and Connie. <laughs> I kept this. And I found it the other day, and I was... Going through all, all that stuff, you know. I keep everything. I I just I save stuff. You got my notebook too. Yeah, is that <laughs> <your>? Pray. <Amen>. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, God's good. Amen? Amen? Well, everybody knows that I get excited about things and I told some of you a little bit, but Some of you might not have heard it, but when I went through security in Seattle, they said, did anybody put anything in your luggage that you don't know about? I said, that is a stupid question. If I don't know about it, how can I answer you? He said, that is stupid. (laughs) He said, just forget that. I said, "Okay." He said, have you been around anybody that's had COVID-19? I said, I don't even know about COVID-18. I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't check people. I don't know who's got what. <clears throat> how should I know that? You know, it's like when I went to the doctor for my yearly physical. He said, how do you feel? I said, that's your job. <laughs> you know, why should you tell them and they charge you? I'm trying to figure that out. And so anyway, he said, well, uh, have you been tested? I said, yes. He said, well, how did it come out? I said, I tested positive. And two other guys came over and said, what are you doing flying to Ohio if you tested positive? I said, now that is an intelligent question. I can answer that one. It's easier than walking. He said, where did you get tested? I said, I tested myself. He said, you can't. (laughs) Those guys were freaking out. (laughs) He said, you can't test yourself. I said, I did. He said, how did you test yourself? I said, I opened the Bible, and I read I'm created in the image of God. God is a positive personality, and everything he makes is positive. So when he made me, he made me positive. So every day, I test positive. (laughs) (laughs) He said, just go on. And so I went on through, and another guy came and said, who was that guy? They said, "Um, he's here all the time. He travels a lot, and um, he's different. (laughs) He said, but he tested positive, and his TSA man wasn't even a Christian yet. And he said, well, we all tested positive. We're made in the image of God, and God is a positive personality. (laughs) I tell you, I love it. it. It's so exciting, isn't it? Yes, it, is. it really is. I just have more fun winning people to Christ. and I turn everything into soul winning anyway. You know that. Yeah. They picked up my tray on the plane one day and they said, uh, Are you finished? I said, No, I'm Jewish. <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> and I fell asleep yesterday on the flight. I've been up so much and I fell asleep. And uh, they had three planes break down, one after another. And finally, the pilots just quit. Said, we're going home. And they just gave up. And they found another plane that came in from San Diego. So they put me on that and sent me to Seattle. And I got in at midnight. And then I had to get home. And then I had to come back and, and get my stuff. And uh, it was something else. But uh, <clears throat> that's just the way you live and the pilot said are you coming or going i said yes Yes. i'm always coming or going (laughs) but uh, i i witnessed the people and have a lot of fun doing it and i think it's exciting amen i was in new york and i went up in a tall building we had to pay five dollars to get up there and we got up there and people were looking down through a telescope i said what are you doing they said we're looking at something on the ground I said, well, why didn't you just stay down there and look at it? Why pay $5 to come up here and go down and look at it? You know, that's stupid, isn't it? Don't people do some dumb things, you know? I got a board at, uh, at uh, Lumberyard. He said, how long? And I said, well, I need it for a long time, so, you know, I probably want to uh, charge me for whatever it is. <laughs> but they do some crazy things, don't they? When my wife was alive, we went downtown and we saw those groceries and, and it said um, olive oil underneath the sign said made from olives. <clears throat> you know, I hate signs like that because it insults my intelligence. You know, I'm not stupid. It wasn't made from watermelons. It was made from olives, you know. And then it said, corn oil, made from corn. We know that. Yeah. you know, And then vegetable oil, made from vegetables. I hate signs like that. I just don't think they should even put them up. And then I told my wife, I said, let's go check out the baby oil. <laughs> I want to see where it came from, you know. <laughs> so I'm always checking something out. <laughs> and that's the way I open the doors and witness to a lot of people and and have a lot of fun. Doing it, you know, if you want to shine like a diamond, you have to be willing to be cut like one. A diamond is nothing more than a piece of coal that made good under pressure. And so God is trying to get us to be diamonds, amen? He's trying to help us, you know, and, and uh, those dumb things that happen, you know, like date on sour cream. That's so dumb. It's already rotten. You know, I think about things like that. I always look at the dates. My uh, daughter came over to my house, and and uh, I'm trying to figure out everything since Barb went to heaven. I don't know how to do anything in the house, and yeah, Pastor Ron and I in the same boat, and. I couldn't figure out. I had to wash the sheets twice because I didn't use soap the first time. And Becky said, you have to use soap. I said, well, the water will clean them, you know. But anyway, I got them. And then I put them on the bed, and they were two foot too short. I called my daughter, said, they shrunk. She said, Dad, you got them on sideways. <laughs> so I had to turn them around, you know. And you ladies, you, when you do the bed, I, you know I feel sorry for you because I tucked them in, and then the other side came out. Did you ever do that? And then I tucked this side in, and that side came out. And so I called my uh, daughter, and I said, uh, what, what's, do I nail one side down till I get the other side in? You know, I, She said, Dad, there's no hope for you. And then then she came over, and my daughter was hollering at me all the food she found in the dishwasher. She said, what in the world is going on? Did you wash the dishes before you put them in there? I said, no. It's a dishwasher. I thought that's why we had it. She said, you have to wash them first. I said, then why do we have the dishwasher? You know, so I'm learning all this kind of stuff, and I'm trying to figure it all out, and. And it's just weird, but anyway, it's just kind of the way it is, you know. God is a big God, amen? amen? The Bible tells us some good things, and you know, I want to talk this morning a little bit about changing our future now. We, if we want to change our future, <clears throat> we've got to quit believing television. If you watch CNN, Communist News Network, if you watch that, they'll change the future for you. Yeah, they will. They will change your future. Fake news will do it. How many know that? If you watch, some people that believe all that stuff. You know, I talk to the Ukraine uh, almost every day. Uh, the, the largest messianic church in the world is in Kiev, 10,000 people and then there's another church of 5,000 in fact all my books and tapes that I brought this morning all the we're sending all the money from books and tapes to Ukraine to help feed some of the people in the church they're they're having really struggles and we need to pray for them Amen? amen that God will will help them but anyway if we want something we've never had We may have to do something we've never done and if we want to win souls we have to witness people say well i'm just a witness the lord can save him but he uses people and he wants to use us and and if you want the best in life you can't keep looking for the worst you can't keep talking about the storms if you want to see the sunshine and so i've learned some of that when my wife passed away the devil whispered in my ear, Ken, you're not strong enough to withstand the storm you're going through. And I said, devil, you get behind me. I am the storm. Look out. (laughs) Amen. God's going to take care of us. Amen. God's going to help us. So I believe we have to put God first in our lives. How many believe that? Every day in our life, we put God first. And uh, when I think about God and And I know that God wants to help us, and He's trying to encourage us. You know, I I, I'm probably told here before, but I got a letter one time when Barb was alive, and it said, "Dear Ken, you're a wonderful soul winner, and you witness to people and you help people." And I thought, "Boy, this is cool." And I got the nicest letter. It never told anything about my bad sides or any negatives that I had. It was a positive letter. I love a letter like that. It was all my good points. And I read it to my wife. And she said, who wrote that letter? I said, I did. (laughs) I wrote that letter and sent it to myself. I couldn't wait to get it because I knew it was a good letter. I never got a letter like that before. Took several days before I got it. <laughs> and I, I looked back at that. I found it not long ago in my desk, and I thought, "There's that letter again." And I mailed it and waited to get it. And yeah. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes we have to do that. We have to encourage ourselves in the Lord when we face things. Isn't that true? And uh, it's, God has been good to us. I had a lot of meetings canceled in Canada. It's almost like a communist country up there now. Uh, I got a board member that lives up above Toronto, and he's telling me things that you cannot even believe that's happening with the police and so on. It is unbelievable. It's just scary. And there are just crazy things happening. And we got canceled a lot of meetings up there because I speak against drugs and alcohol and the people that sell drugs and alcohol, it hurts their business, they said. So it made me a racist. And they had a warrant for my arrest and all kinds of stuff that we had to get, get taken care of. But uh, I, I, I just left it with God and said, God, you'll take care of it all. You'll make a way. And God has helped us, and we're still on almost 800 radio stations. We got a new ministry on TikTok now. There's a lot of junk on TikTok, uh, but uh, it's owned by Americans. And um, we, uh, I'm doing three-minute sermons on it. And I've played some to pastor and some good stuff. And, and uh, God has helped us to touch a lot of people. And in the last five, let's see, five weeks, six weeks now, We have had over 600,000 people sign up to listen to my videos. And that's a lot of people. And uh, we are touching lives. We're praying the sinner's prayer and uh, witnessing to people all in three minutes. Can you believe that? Three-minute sermons, and it's just really something. We took our radio programs, and we went from a half hour to 15 minutes, and we doubled our audience. And so people have a short uh, listening span now, somehow. But uh, God is good, and good things are happening, so I believe we have to put God first. David, in the Bible, said the same thing. Amen? In Psalms, he said that it's better to trust in God than to put confidence in man. And that's our job. To put God first in our life. When we put God first in our life, he will help us. He will go with us. He will take care of us. See, I pray every day. I pray for Pastor Ron every day and for this church. I love this church, not just because I come. I just I just love here being here. And um, I, I pray that God will, all of you, that he will bless you. I pray for Pastor Ron that God will open the doors that he wants open and close the doors that we don't need to go through. Right. Amen? Yes. And I, I prayed that this morning, for if not for each of you, for all of you. And uh, I just prayed this morning, just close every door where there's a hindrance to our life, something that we don't need to go through. God can close every door that we don't need to go through. Amen? And he can open the doors that we need to go through. And so we put God first in our life. Some of you that are old enough will remember the name Wilma Rudolph. Wilma Rudolph was a little girl born in poverty, and she had double pneumonia and scarlet fever, and she was crippled with polio. And the doctor told her mother, I hate to tell you this, but Wilma will never walk again. Wilma's mother was a Christian. She went home and said, Wilma, you will walk again. You will walk. God will help you. They put braces on Wilma's legs, and she had those braces on for a while. And I think when she was nine years old, they took the braces off, and in the doctor's office, she fell on the floor. And they gave her crutches, and that was her life. And so one day, they had a race in her town. A, a running race and Wilma went in a the race there were some other crippled girls in the race and they went through the race and everybody had already ended up finished with the race and the girl that won the prize already got the prize and they looked out and Wilma was still coming <laughs> on the race and she fell down and she got up and she took those crutches and people said why are they letting that crippled girl run out there like that she can't walk hardly and she kept coming and finally she finished and she said well i didn't win but i finished the course see that's the bottom line in our life when we put god first is to finish the course isn't that true and so Wilma said, I, "I, my mother said, I will walk again. I will make it. I, I will run. I will be able to do this. And nothing can stop me now. I'm going to keep going. And she kept going. And finally, they had a race in town. And uh, she won the race. There were a lot of crippled girls in it and boys. And she won the race. And she said, oh, I, I'm going to be the fastest running woman in the world. And she still went running with them crutches. And people said, well, how in the world can she talk like that? Because her mother was a believer. Her mother knew how to encourage. I think we ought to encourage our kids. Amen? I, I, I think every parent should tell their kids, you will be a success if you put God first in your life. If you put God first in your life, he will open the doors that you need to go through and close the doors you don't need to go through. God will help you. So you that are here today, encourage your kids and tell them you'll be a success if you put God first in your life. Amen? I believe that's, that's important. Well, everybody knows that in 1960 they had the Olympics, and Wilma was able to run in the Olympics, and you know what? Her name was on every newspaper in the world. And everybody was talking about Wilma Rudolph. She won several gold medals. And she was noted as being the fastest running woman in the entire world. All because her mother said it will happen. We got to start saying that. We got to start being that way. Amen? Amen. Putting God first. Now, if you read in uh, Philippians and turn to Philippians 4 and 7, it said, And the peace of God will keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. See, I believe your heart and your mind, the Bible talks a lot about them being together. They need to get married. Your heart and mind need to get married. And. and the Bible said that uh, God will take care of it. And then it said, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just and pure and lovely and good and of good report and good virtue. You won't find that on TV. No, it said, Think on these things. So we need to change our thinking. Amen? If our thinking isn't right, we need to change our thinking. You don't compromise your principles. You believe something, you know, you you know God's going to see you through, and you're going to trust God. I've learned to do that in my life in the midst of difficult times, and I know about that financially in every which way, that God is a big God, and God will answer prayer, and God will open the windows of heaven, and sometimes we keep, uh, trying to do something like our, our radio equipment and our radio office in my home. Um, we've had a lot of trouble with equipment breaking down, and we've patched it up, and we spent more money patching than we did if we'd have bought new stuff. How many understand that? And so we're uh, trying to get some new stuff. God is a big God, but we think about good things. I think about the good stuff. Say good stuff. Turn somebody next to you and say, I'm thinking of good stuff. Amen. So we don't compromise our principles. We change our thinking. There was a millionaire they had on TV, and they asked him, said, uh, how did you go broke? He said, well, I made some bad decisions. But they said, then six months later, you were a millionaire again, an honest millionaire. How did you do that? You know what he said? I changed my thinking. So we have to think different if we're not thinking straight. You know, one time I went, was driving and um, I took the wrong road and I knew I was on the wrong road, but I didn't want to admit it. So I was trying to think of my wife. I told my wife, have you ever seen this area before? She said, no, we're on the wrong road. I said, well, I want you to look at it. I want you to see this environment here. And finally I turned around and went back. She said, you turned around. I said, yes, I want you to look at it again. I want you to be sure you know what you're looking at. And she said, but you turned around. I said, that's why I turned around, so you could be sure you're acquainted with this area. And I just would not admit it was my mistake. How many have ever done that? Did you ever do that? (laughs) <laughs> I was wrong, and I hated to admit I was wrong, you know. So sometimes we have to look at things like that and change how we're thinking. I've learned to fill my mind with positive input. When I, my car, is, uh, my pickup is driving, I'm going somewhere, I play gospel music, or I have on a tape, or I have somebody's preaching on there or something, and it encourages me. It lifts me up. I fill my mind with positive input. You can't think about bad stuff and have your mind filled with negative. You got to have negative stuff and get rid of it. Amen? And so I believe that we don't listen to that. And don't listen. I've learned you don't listen to people that are negative. I don't care even if they're in the church. There's always somebody that's negative about something. Isn't that true? You maybe heard me tell about that lady on the plane was coughing. She said, I'm trying to catch a cold. I said, I hope you're successful. I don't argue with them. I don't give a rip. Let them have it. You know, I want to have good stuff, don't you? And so we have to think about those kind of things. The Bible said, think on these things. I got it underlined in my Bible. Think on these things. So I think we have to. Don't let anybody hijack your future. There's some people that no matter what you talk about, they're negative. I've never seen people like that? They're just negative about everything. I just, I, I just am bothered by that. I, I was in the restaurant one day, and this one guy, I've tried so much to correct him and to help him, and he just don't listen. And one day he just started talking negative. I just got up and left. I didn't say goodbye or nothing. I just went home. And he called me. He said, what happened? I said, what do you mean? He said, you just walked away. You never said anything. I said, I can't listen to negative stuff. The Bible said, think on these things. I'm going to think about good stuff. Amen. I'm going to think about good things. You that have been married 30, 40, 50 years or whatever, think about the good memories. Think about good stuff. Amen. I think that's good, because you're probably not going to both die at the same time. And one day, one of you will be gone. So, you know, think about the good things. I told a lot of people, I don't care whether they believed it or not, but I said, I have no regrets with my wife. I have no regrets. I think about the good things, the good memories. I had a wonderful wife. She loved God. She knew how to pray and believe with me, and... And all of that, and so I think about the good things, and I believe God will will help us. You know, I don't focus on the past. Some people are always talking about the way it used to be. You know, I could have bought that land, I'd have been rich. You ever heard that? If I'd have bought that man, I'd have been, been different, you know. Forget that. You can't change that anyway. The land's gone, and you didn't have the money or brains to do it. So, you know, the time to do it is just go on. Think about the future. Think about what God can do in the future. And uh, start praising him for us. And we don't magnify our problem because God will outlast any problem you got anyway. Isn't that true? Think about that. God's going to outlast any uh, problem. I set realistic goals. I was preaching one day about soul winning. And the lady said, I'm going to win 1,000 people before next Sunday. I doubt that. Now, she could maybe, but I didn't talk negative to her. But I said, lead one to Christ and get them in church on Sunday. Amen? Amen. Think about good stuff. Start saying, I, 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 a lot of times I'm talking to my... Uh, daughter and she said dad you you were always thinking about good things i was riding a dirt bike one day and making it jump and all that kind of stuff and (laughs) and putting it up on the back wheel 70 mile an hour you know my daughter just had a fit said what if you fall off i said what if i don't she said dad you will never change I said no I think about good things I'm a little wobbly on it but anyway we going not talk about that but God is a good God and so I I never give up and I set realistic goals I'm gonna win somebody to Christ I think everybody here could say I you know Pastor Ron I just think about that if you called me next week and said you know the people we had a lot of people are gone on vacation right now and so on but I said if I got a call from Pastor Ron, he said, you know, everybody that was in church that Sunday, last Sunday, won one person to Christ and had him in church on Sunday. Wouldn't that be cool? Man, I'd be excited about that. So we have to start setting realistic goals. I can win somebody. I can touch somebody's life. I was talking to an atheist the other day. I was telling pastor, <laughs> atheists know everything. They make you look stupid, they think, because they know everything. And I'm talking to this guy, and it just bugged the life out of me. And uh, I said, I tell you what, you do me one little favor, and I will quit serving God, and I will be an atheist like you the rest of my life. He said, are you kidding me? I said, no, do me one favor, one little thing, and then I'll start being an atheist. He said, what do I have to do? I said, um, make me a fish and send it to me. He said, I'm not God. I said, I thought you didn't believe in God. And I had that poor guy going By time time we got done. I, I asked him, if you're writing with invisible ink and you ran out, how would you know? You know, he he didn't know nothing. It's amazing. It's amazing. I said, which side of a chicken has the most feathers? He said, that's not important. I said, I didn't say it was important. I just want to know which side's got the most feathers. He said, I have no idea. I said, the outside. (laughs) You know, I I messed with his mind so long that when I got done, he didn't know what day of the week it was. I had a lot of fun. I said, if you're flying at the speed of light and you turn the lights on, would they work? He didn't know. I said, what do you call a male ladybug? (laughs) He didn't know. I don't either. But anyway, I, I, you know, I thought about that. (laughs) I just had him going. There's just a lot of people like that, you know. And our job is to believe God. Don't let somebody hijack your life. Start putting good input in. And and when you somebody talks negative, say, I'm thinking about good stuff. I'm thinking about good stuff. Amen. If, say, if your wife or husband doesn't do something just right, say, I'm thinking about good stuff. My wife and I, we, you know, we never, if we had a little argument, we never went to bed at night without making up. Amen. One time I was awake seven days, but... We always made up. (laughs) My wife never talked divorce ever, but she talked murder a lot. (laughs) And so (laughs) I don't know if you understand that, but anyway (laughs) it's just the way it was. But God is a good God and I like to talk about good things. Good stuff. Say good stuff. And when you talk about that say I'm gonna believe God, I'm gonna start serving God the way I need to. See, you know, I tell them the other day, we got to be careful how we say this, but uh, everybody goes to heaven. That's where the third heaven, that's uh, where the throne is, is where we're judged on judgment day. How many know that? And everybody goes up there. Crooks and everybody. And then the Lord says, depart from me, I never knew you. And there is, they saw it, and they had to leave. Isn't that terrible? Man, I thought that's terrible to experience seeing Jesus and the disciples and all of that. And then the Lord said, depart from me, I never knew you, and they have to go to hell. I tell you, God is a big God, and our job is to trust God and to believe him and to think every day think on good things. And I've been trying to train my mind Do not let negative things influence me in any way. And I praise God in advance for answers. I thank God every day. And and, and I think that's the way we've made it, as tough as it's been. I I, I just thank God every day, Lord, for answers. I praise you for victory. I praise you for answers. And every once in a while, something happens and, and a miracle happens. Amen. I'm writing a new book. I hadn't planned to write a new book, but I'm writing a new book about, uh, have you ever heard people say, man, that was a God thing that happened. You ever heard that? Well, I'm writing a book about God things. I want Pastor Ron in this one. And uh, it's it's going to be a good book about people that have had answers, and we're going to put the name of the pastor in there, the preacher, or the person that had a God thing happen, and the name of the church and the phone number of the church, so people can call to see if that really happened or if it didn't happen. Somebody made it up, right? And we've never we've done research on the book. nobody's ever written a book like that, so I'm writing that kind of book right now. and it should be out next year, but on Amazon. but God is a big God, and I, I thank God in advance for the miracles. I never, ever give up. There's some secret about not giving up uh, when you face discouraging things. When you sometimes, how many been had something happen you didn't hardly know which way to turn? You ever had that happen? And and you, but you never gave up. It's like when George Washington was president. They said to him, "You're fighting the British, but you're outnumbered ten to one." How can you win when you're outnumbered 10 to 1 against the enemy? You know what George Washington said? They don't have God. See, that's what makes the difference, is having God in our life. And I think about that so often. Never giving up. And you know what? We won, even though we were outnumbered. Isn't that something? I think, if I think about anybody that never gave up, my mind always goes to Abe Lincoln. They got pictures of him all over Denver, Colorado, right now. And the uh, head it shows, shows a picture of him. You didn't have to have his name. They know his face, and they have pictures of him. And, and it says, a house divided will not stand. And just a picture of Abe Lincoln there. We understand that fully, don't we? If I'd have been a friend of Abe Lincoln's in that time, I'd have probably said to him, Abe, maybe you should give up the politics. Abe Lincoln, his girlfriend died. And did you know Abe Lincoln had a complete nervous breakdown? He was almost a mental case. He had a complete nervous breakdown because his girlfriend died and then he was defeated for the legislature. Then he was defeated for Congress. Then he was defeated for something else, and he had 17 major defeats. Who hangs on that long? If I'd have been his friend, I'd have said, Abe, get out of politics, it ain't working for you. But I wasn't his friend there, I I wasn't that old then. (laughs) But think about that, and one day, Abe Lincoln, become the president of the United States of America. After all those defeats, even for vice president, he'd run and he'd defeated, defeated, defeated. Everything he did was defeated, but he never gave up. And one day he became the president. And I thought, that's a good lesson for all of us. Never give up. Believe God will see you through, amen? And praise God in advance and know that God's going to help you. You know, they were against Jesus, too, when he hung on the cross. It was the end. The devil said, we've got him conquered now. But you know what? When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. I like that song. When he was on the cross, I was on his mind. That's way before my parents and grandparents ever lived. I was still on his mind. I think about that, and I think, wow, he never gave up. He could have given up. Jesus was God's son. He could have called the angels down and wiped them boys out. (laughs) Upon his pilot, all of them would have died. He'd have wiped them all out if he wanted to, but he didn't do it. He never gave up. He died for us. Isn't that wonderful? So we've learned those kind of lessons in our life. Never give up, praise God for answers. Jesus was outnumbered on the cross when he died for us. And when he conquered death, he said, "I'm going to prepare a mansion for you." And if I go and prepare a mansion for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself." That where I am, you may be also. So we as Christians, we don't die. How many know that? I've thought a lot about that since Barbara's gone. Man, my wife's been gone for a year and a half now. She's up there with Sister Connie, and they're taking Holy Land tours. In heaven, they're showing people a new Jerusalem and all of that. But I think about that. One day in the Lord is like a thousand years is one day. Man, I figured the other day I was trying to figure it out. I think Barb's been up there four minutes now. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. God is a big God. And when Barb closed her eyes on earth, she opened them in heaven in a split second. Isn't that something, how that works? We don't die. I think, wow, this is cool. This is really, God's got it all figured out. We don't have to worry. I was reading Revelation. You said you read Revelation recently, and I, I was reading Revelation. I thought, boy, there's powerful things in there. Man, alive, those angels, people trying to kill themselves. They couldn't even kill themselves. Yeah, all those things happened. The Bible talks about the last days, what's going to happen. Men will die because of fear. And, and that's because they're watching the news. They're watching fake news. If you watch a lot of that stuff, it will affect you. I've got a friend that he believes everything that happened on the news is real. And I said, don't believe that stuff. They're even shown film of former stuff that happened in... In uh, um, Afghanistan, or not in Afghanistan, in uh, Kiev, In the Ukraine. Some old film. All kinds of stuff. The army is in charge right now in Russia, whether you know it or not. And some of the renegade soldiers are still there killing and doing what they can, all of that. But I'm not worried. God's got everything under control. I mean, God doesn't say, oh, my goodness, I never thought that would happen. God knows what's going to happen. He said, think on the good stuff. And so I'm saying, Lord, I think about good things, and I'm praising you in advance. And How many ever praise God in advance for a miracle? Amen. I do it all the time. Say, Lord, I, I thank you for helping me. I thank you for answering prayer. God has done some good things, and we give God praise, and we give him glory for it. And you that uh, have helped support us and through this church and ministry, I, uh, words can't explain what that means to us. God is a good God. When I get letters like I read here that Pastor Ron Connie wrote me, I save stuff like that because I like to read it once in a while. And it encourages you. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Amen. Say, Lord, I thank you for victory. I praise you. I give you glory. I give you honor. I, I, I'm i excited about you. Amen. We sang about it this morning. So we could be excited about this. Amen. Yes. Think on the good things. Think on these things. So let's train our mind to be good thinkers and say, I'm, I'm thinking of good stuff. I have great memories of my wife and she always wanted to go to Alaska on a cruise. I never wanted to go up there because I don't like boats. I feed the fish when I'm sick on a boat. And I never wanted to go. And uh, finding some people paid our way if we'd go. And I told my wife, I said, take Becky and go to Alaska. I, I can't go in that boat. But we, I finally I went, and they gave us an inside room with no windows. And I I just couldn't sleep good you know, in that place. And uh, the boat rocked and rocked, and I got up one night. I was sicker than a dog, the, and uh, the captain, I guess it was the captain, said that the moon's coming up. I said, does it have to come up, too? <laughs> Everything else is coming up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was terrible. It was something. And I, I'd get out and walk around, you know, and I, just, I was just didn't like it at all. But I went because Barb wanted to go. I'm glad I did that now. Even though I didn't enjoy it, I'm glad I did it for her sake. You know, we have to think about good things. Think on good things. Think on good things for this church with one another with the ushers, with the people that teach and people that do things here. Think about good things, amen? When you meet somebody, think about the good things of their life. If if they uh, snubbed you or you felt bad about something they said or did, forget that. Think about the good things they did. They didn't do everything bad. And say, I'm gonna think about good things, good stuff. And uh, start believing God. And hang in there and trust God will see you through. And and never give up. Say, never give up. God is a big God. I want you to bow your head with me for a moment. We're going to thank God right now. We're not going to ask him for one thing. We're just going to thank him for victory, for answers. And tonight I want to talk about some good things. You know, we have 300 million people worldwide that have faced depression right now. Every, seven, every minute seven people die from drugs and alcohol. We got a lot to thank God for. And tonight I'm going to share some things that you'll enjoy listening to, I think. Father, right now we thank you for good things. We thank you for thinking on good things. Train our mind to think about good things. Your blessings. We're still eating. We still got food, and there's people that don't have food, Lord. Thank you that we can feed some of the people in the Ukraine in the church and help them when they can't buy groceries now. Thank you that we can do our part. We give you praise and glory for it, Lord. We honor you today. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, we just take a moment to say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Not asking you for anything right now, just thanking you. Thank you for the future. Thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for honoring us. We give you praise and glory today. Hallelujah, the name of Jesus. If you have a need in your life today, just raise your hand right where you are. I tell you what, If you, you may love God with all of your heart, but you may face something. Just stand to your feet right there. These are standing right now, I believe, are the ones that God will do something for. And just say, Lord, thank you for answered prayer in the name of Jesus. Lord, for these are standing, I pray you'll bless them and honor them and help them put you first and to thank you in advance for the good things that are going to happen, Lord. We praise you, even though we don't see all the answers now. We thank you anyway, Lord, that you're a big God. And we focus on the future. And we give you praise for it. For meeting every need today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm thinking of good stuff. Amen. Think on good things. Pastor, God bless you. My foot's better already. We know that. God's good.
0: Neil, why don't you go ahead and get your team back on up stage if you've got, to you, where's Neil? Neil, 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 Krista, do we have a song for the end? I didn't remember if we did it or not. Come on up. We want to take up an offering for Ken. Uh, I've known Ken for, oh gosh, a lot of years. Went to Israel. First time I met Ken, he, matter of fact, Steve Kaim in the back there and myself got to go with him. With politicians over to. It was a weekend. We literally flew there, ran through everything we could run through, and flew back. It was just crazy. But got to go then on other trips with him, and what an awesome time we've had with that. Advertisement for him, he's going again in March. It'll be his 160th trip to Israel. And if you want to go on a good trip, everything, there's no there's no extra charges, just the fee that you'll see up front. And you go to all the best motels. And as a matter of fact, I don't know if it's good or bad. Uh, a couple of us, when we went the last time, stayed where President uh, Bill Clinton and his wife stayed. It's that kind of rooms. So it's first class. So it's it's an awesome trip. Go to Masada, go to Golan Heights has changed names, he told me. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, Went to Golan Heights out of the country up in Jordan. And it's a good trip. You can't. And then we got to Greece the one time. That was an awesome trip. But anyway, let's let's give. uh, We're shy of people because of vacation. So write a bigger check than you would normally write. Write to Grace Church and then he'll get everything that comes in. Some churches he goes to, they don't do that. He gets a little fee and they keep the rest. We've never done that here and we'll never do that here. give he should receive and that's the way it'll be he's got 800 radio stations he's trying to keep going uh he had uh, while he was gone seven weeks on a ministry tour he had a water line break downstairs and filled the basement up so he had that to overcome and walk through he's been through a lot of stuff but that's that's life and then learn how to cook eggs and all the stuff that i'm learning i understand that completely Everybody laughs about, the, laughs about the sheets. I did the exact same thing. I put it on. I went, this stupid thing don't fit. Not realizing it was hanging over the, the sides. Plenty. Finally, ha, ah, lightning rod. Turn it around. We're learning. Right? But let's give this morning. Let's bless, let's bless him. Uh, Father, we thank you for those that are here and those that can give. Thank you those are by Internet, if they want to send in and help out. Because, Father we cannot outgive you. And Father, we know that it takes finances. we're not here to beg for money. we're here to thank you that the money's coming in. Ken has always done that and every need has been met. Uh, just sometimes some of the craziest stories of how finances have been coming into his ministry just to meet the need the next day. Even here Father, we know that uh, when we're building this building and all that took place here, everything come in to pay everything off and we thank you Father that you did it. One person at a time, one thing at a time, Father, meeting the needs. We thank you that Ken's needs are going to be met, Father. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pass the buckets if we can. I need a bucket. You'll want to go out when we close out and look at his table. He's got some awesome books. One I remember, the first one I read of his was... God's got your number, and that particular story he tells about, he was at that time in ministry, driving a bus, touring music, and he pulled in, and there was a telephone. You know how remember? You, some of you young people don't remember. There used to be telephone booths, and the telephone, the telephone rang, and knowing Ken, he went over and answered it, and it was someone calling Ken Gob. True story, and he tells about that. That kind of stuff happens to him all the time, and I believe it's because of just exactly what he was doing right here—believing the best, and speaking the future, and thinking on the good things. We've all got bad times. Everybody here, everybody here, going through something. I met her at Walmart, and your smile is—if yeah—that's what I remember. She. I walked up to her, and she was smiling. I, I see you in Walmart. I, I talked to you. You probably don't remember. Yeah. Sweetheart. God's got it, folks. Let's stand and let's close out with a song this morning.